welcome to the Service Industry Podcast. Here, you'll learn ways to grow and scale your business, marketing strategies, and a step-by-step plan from people who have done what you're trying to do. You deserve success and freedom of your time. Now, here's your host, Matt Smith. What's going on, guys? Matt here from the Service Industry Podcast. Hope you're doing well. Today, I've got an episode that I think is going to reshape the way you think about how people look at your business. And this is a really hard thing to do sometimes, but it's a really healthy thing to do. And I think once you understand what I'm about to say, it's going to give you a massive competitive advantage over your competition and you're going to realize how easy it is to actually stand out in your market with the services that you provide. Before we dive in, you guys know I don't run ads on this show. I make zero dollars, literally zero dollars from doing this podcast. I literally do it because when I was just getting started in my home service business, there was people out there helping me who had done what I was trying to do, and they reached out to me and put a lot of time and effort into helping me succeed in my home service business. And so I hope that this gives back to the community a little bit and helps people out. The only thing I ask in return is that you would leave me a five-star review and tell me what you do or don't like about the show. It'll give me feedback. It'll also give people feedback who listen to the show or who find the show, and it will allow them to know what the show is about. Last thing is if you have not subscribed to my YouTube channel, I do a ton of videos on there. Go to YouTube and search Service Industry Coach. If you just search Service Industry Coach, I'll pop up, hit that subscribe button, and also hit that notification button, and you will get notified every single time I post a video, which is two to three times a week. I think it will provide you a ton of value. So diving in, um, you guys know that I own a home service business and we kind of are around the exterior cleaning space. We pressure clean houses, commercial buildings, also do window cleaning, gutter cleaning, roof cleaning, stuff like that. Um, I'm in a ton of Facebook groups across you know, the board for home service businesses, but um, all the time, throughout all the groups, I always see people complaining about customers aren't willing to pay my price or there's other companies in town that are lowballing everybody so it's hard to get you know paid the amount I want to get paid and they're complaining 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 and and not very often but the other night I was laying in bed it was like one in the morning I couldn't sleep and I read one of these comments I'm like you know what so I click on the guy's profile like I find his website I go to his website and it's awful. His brand is horrible. I wouldn't buy from the guy. I wouldn't even call the guy in the first place, but he's complaining that people aren't willing to pay his prices. And I'm telling you guys, this is such a common thing. So I'm doing a podcast today on reasons why your customers aren't willing to pay you what you want to be paid. Okay. Why in the world would someone who has no clue who you are that doesn't know you pay you what you want to be paid? Okay, this is the question you got to ask yourself. Why would somebody who doesn't know me at all, we have we have no relationship at all, why would they call me up and want to pay me top dollar for the services I provide when they could go down the street and call somebody else up and probably get them for cheaper or maybe even much cheaper, right? Why would somebody want to do that or be willing to do that? And so this is the question I ask myself when you begin to build a business and a brand. Why does somebody want to buy from me over my competition? And this is where everything has to start. And so at the end of the day, when people are complaining, hey, they won't buy from me, but then you go and actually look at their business, their processes, how everything works, 
you're not really surprised, right? So you have to ask yourself, have you done the things that need to be done in order to be able to demand the high dollar amount that you want to demand from your customer? And what does that mean? Well, there's this thing that you hear people throw out sometime called perceived value. Perceived value is a real thing. It matters more than most even know. And the way I look at perceived value is I kind of try to break up my processes in how do the steps of my business work when a customer, from the point a customer finds me, starts looking for me and finds me until the job is over. And I break those down. So let's just say we start from, you know, a customer has a need to get their house pressure cleaned. Where is that customer going to go to try to find a company to do it? Well, they might go to Google. I need to make sure I'm on Google and I'm running Google ads. Um, they might go to Facebook. They might have a postcard in the mail, right? And so I'm, I'm hitting all these different angles of how could a, a customer potentially find me and how do I make that process as professional and as easy as possible? The second step might be when that customer finds my company and they either email or call us, how is that being handled in a way that's different than my competition? Is the phone actually getting answered? Is it getting answered in a professional way? You guys would be shocked how many people literally answer the phone hello. Because here's the deal, in the home service business space, 95% of the companies out there do not run a professional operation. These are guys that are owner operators. They're just getting by. They're they're here for two years and then they're gone. Then the next hack comes in. But you, you're different. And so you have the opportunity to stand apart from your competition. So they call. How do you answer the phone? Does your receptionist or you have a phone script that is answered the exact same way every single time? How is that customer's information taken? What type of uh, information are you taking from the customer? Do you have a CRM that you're putting it in? That way nothing gets missed. And that way if the customer calls back, you can easily pull up their account and you have all the information in there, including their dog's name even if you have to, right? What does that process look like? And then the next step might be an estimate. Are you doing in quote estimates? If so, what type of estimate sheet are you leaving that customer? What does your estimate sheets look like? Are they setting you apart from your competition? If that person were to call three or four other companies just like yours and get four quotes, whose estimate sheet would stand out? Not whose price, whose estimate sheet? Does it look different and more professional than your competition? If so, you might be able to demand a higher price. Let's say you land the job. What do your technicians look like when they show up to the house? What do you look like when you show up to the house? Is your uniform professional? Do you have a uniform at all? Do you make your guys wear khaki pants or do they wear jeans? All these little things you guys have got to begin to think about, right? And then you have to think about brand, overall brand of your company. This is the aesthetic. This is what people see. This is what people think of when they hear of your business name. These are the logos they see on the side of your trucks and your cars every time they're driving through their town, right? What does the aesthetic, what does your brand look and feel like? Does it feel different? Does it set you apart from your competition? If the answer is no, how in the world could you complain that you can't get the price that you're demanding. I'm telling you because I've done it. You can demand a higher price when your brand is on point, when your systems and processes are in place, 
when you're able to set yourself apart from the competition, not just in one way. And setting yourself apart does not mean that you provide a better service. You don't you don't set yourself apart by cleaning a window better than your competitor. I'm sorry to say, but the service performance itself, although yes, you have to do a good job, it's one of the least important parts of the whole customer interaction. The entire customer experience, that is one of the least important parts. The most important parts are what you do before and what you do after the sale. Do you take that customer for granted or do you legit send them a thank you letter that's handwritten? Maybe you're too big to do that and you can't do that at scale. Do you mail them a hand letter? Do you at least have them on an automated email sequence? And so when that that customer's job gets done, they get a personalized email from the owner of the company saying, thank you for your service and thank you for supporting a local company like ours. I bet you the answer to a lot of those things I just said right now is no. You're probably either giving estimates on a carbon copy paper that's generic or or maybe even worse, right? Maybe you're just emailing them a basic estimate form. You're not setting yourself apart at all. Maybe you miss half your phone calls. Maybe you have no branding on the side of your truck or, or if you do, you know, your logo and the aesthetic of your brand doesn't feel high end and expensive and, and, and professional. So how in the world could you complain that they aren't willing to pay when you haven't put in the time to make your company feel more valuable? You have to have that perceived value. At the end of the day, a customer is only going to pay you more money when they feel like there's something that you have that the other companies do not. Because if you give an estimate for $300 and somebody else comes in at $200, and there's no difference between you guys. You both showed up in jeans and a polo. You both, neither of you answered the phone. You had to call him back a half hour later. Neither of your trucks were, were lettered up. Your brand sucks. Like your website's garbage. You don't have any customer reviews anywhere. You are hard to find. How are you any different from the competitor that's charging $100 less? Of course they're going to go with a cheap guy. There's no reason they shouldn't. You have to make that customer feel like if they don't go with you, they're getting a less than perfect service from somebody else because you are providing them so much value. There's so much professionalism in what you do that they literally can't go with anybody else because you are the expert and you are the person that they have to choose. I'm telling you guys, I know this is a hard thing to, to kind of decipher because you're like, how do, where do I even start? Like, dude, where do I even start? But you do it just like I said. You break it up into chunks and you say, what does my customer's customer experience look like from start to finish? And you start with the beginning and you begin to work through it. How do I answer the phones? Well, I don't have a phone script. Cool. Write one down in Microsoft Word right now. Literally write one down for yourself even if it's just you. If, you. if you do have a receptionist and they don't have one, write one down and tape it to the side of their computer screen and say, I want you to read your script every single time just like this when the phone gets answered, period. And guess what? Your phone will begin to get answered that way and your receptionist or whoever you have hired doing that job will get acclimated to answering the phone the same way every single time. Because here's the deal. When that customer does choose you, and they do decide to pay you $100 more than the competitor that quoted them, and then you do a good job and their customer experience is amazing, and they refer you to their friend, you have got to make sure those systems are in place so the friend has the exact same experience. 
Because if you answer the phone for this customer one way, but then the phone gets answered for a different customer another way, that's not a consistent customer experience. And that's how you have customers not have similar experiences and then you get bad reputations. Systems in place for this stuff have got to happen. So at the end of the day, if I can break it down into even four chunks to make this as simple as possible, start with brand. What does your brand look like? What does the marketing you put out look like? Is it all congruent? Does your website feel congruent with who you are as a company? Do your postcards feel congruent with who you are as a company, your Facebook ads, your your yard signs, whatever you're doing? It has to feel congruent and it has to portray your brand well. The second thing is your phones. Make sure your phones are getting answered, hire a call center, do whatever you have to do, and make sure you have call scripts in place so that phone's getting answered and it's getting answered the exact same way every single time. The next thing is speed. Figure out how to be as quick as possible because in this game, the company that responds the fastest wins. If it takes you 48 or 72 hours to get a customer a quote, you've already lost. You've got to put a policy in place where you get quotes done either same day or within 24 hours of that phone call. If not, you're automatically going to lose because many competitors are gonna beat you and a lot of homeowners will take the first quote they see and not check on pricing or not care about anything else. So speed has to be priority. And the last thing is follow-up. After you give that quote, if you didn't close it on the spot, you need to be following up that customer the next day with a phone call and an email if they don't answer your call. And you need to ask for the sale. Hey, Mrs. Smith, Matt here from The Dirt Hunter. I just wanted to follow up with you. I dropped off the estimate for you yesterday. I know you wanted to look over the pricing. Did you get a chance to look it over? And if so, are you ready to get on our schedule? That simple, guys. And I'll tell you what, the company that has the best follow-up plan will always win, period. And so at the end of the day, if you break it down to those four chunks, you do branding, you have a really good phone experience, you're fast at giving quotes, your speed is quick, and you have a great follow-up system, overall, you're going to win. You're going to be able to demand higher prices. And at the end of the day, your customer's going to be more happy, and you're going to be more happy because you're going to be able to run a much more profitable business. This episode of the Service Industry Podcast has ended, but be sure to check out our other episodes. Please subscribe to the podcast if it has brought you any value. And as always, don't forget to rate and review the show. Does your home service business need help getting new customers? Matt's company, Service Industry Marketer, can help. Service Industry Marketer specializes in print marketing, Google AdWords management, and Facebook ad management. Visit serviceindustrymarketer.com for more information. See you in the next episode.